important in life. And again, it's not the big decisions that tend to define who we are. It's our small decisions. It's the cumulative effect of small decisions that we make that set our lives in certain directions and put us on course for certain destinations. And so most of our lives are a mixture of both good and bad decisions. I don't know of anybody who could say, you know what, every decision that I've made has been always the right one, that I'm living the dream, you know, that everything has worked out the way that I plan. I've made every right decision. No, normally it's a mixture of good and bad decisions. Some of you today are reaping the benefit of some good decisions that you've made. You're sitting by that good decision. A spouse or a friend or a child. You say, boy, I'm sure glad I made that decision years and years ago. Some of you are reaping the benefits of good decisions with your careers. Some of you with respect to schools that you've attended. And yet what is also true is that all of us have had to dig ourselves out of holes that we've dug ourselves into because of bad decisions. Maybe it was a business partnership that we shouldn't have gotten involved in. Maybe it was money decisions that has led us to debt, people that we've dated, been engaged to, all those types of things, good and bad decisions. Now, what's interesting is as I talk to people often, you know, from the standpoint of being a pastor and counseling and people talking to me about bad decisions that they've made, the question that I always ask is this, and this is kind of for my own benefit, but but I'm interested because I know what has been true in my own life. And I say to these people, I say, hey, listen, did you see this coming Did somebody warn you? Did someone caution you? Were there any warning signs that were blinking when you made that really dumb decision? And nine times out of ten, people will say, yes, there were warning signs. But I avoided them. I ignored them. And the result has been is that these people... All of us have ended up exactly where we did not want to be with respect to these areas of our lives where we've made bad decisions and suddenly life has become really complicated because of those poor decisions. But now this is the great news this morning. This is the wonderful, wonderful news. Is that one of the greatest benefits of God's wisdom as we've been looking at through the Proverbs one of the greatest benefits of God's wisdom is its ability to protect us from future harm. God has a way through His wisdom of arranging life in such a way that we avoid the pitfalls and the harmful, destructive results of decisions to protect us from future harm. Look here at this verse, Proverbs 27, 12. And as we have been doing throughout this message series, it's been a series through the Proverbs, but because there are so many, we've kind of looked for themes and we've cut across the Proverbs to look at certain concepts and certain themes. Normally what we do is we take a passage of Scripture and I walk you right through it. Well, we haven't had that luxury due to how many Proverbs there are in this message series, but we're learning a lot from these Proverbs and from God's wisdom. In Proverbs 27, 12, look at this. The proverb says, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Two types of people mentioned here in this passage. 
Two responses, two different outcomes. There are, first of all, the prudent. We know this throughout the Proverbs to be the one who is called wise. Prudent simply means someone who is able to make good decisions. Remember George Bush? You say that's not prudent. (laughs) The older one. It's not wise, you know. What's the wise thing to do? So the prudent person is the wise person. This is the person, according to this particular proverb, this is the person who evaluates choices within the context of the future, not just the present. This is the person who understands that one thing leads to another. This is the person who understands that life is connected, that there are no are no isolated events. There are no isolated relationships. There are no isolated occurrences. That life has a trajectory. This is the prudent person because the prudent person sees danger ahead and takes refuge, changes course because of it. But there's another person mentioned here, and that's the simple. The simple. Literally, it means the naive one. Now, the funny thing about people who are naive is that they don't know they're naive, Right? You talk to a young person, you say, boy, they're really naive. You know, they, just, they, they haven't had experience. They just don't know what's going on. But, you know, they would never admit that they're naive. <laughs> they don't know they're naive. But nonetheless, the naive person is much different than the wise person and the prudent person. The naive person thinks that events are disconnected. The naive person thinks that there is no broader context than just me in the moment. They see only the now. They see only what works presently, and they make their decisions according to that perspective. Two different people, two different responses, two very different outcomes. However, both of these people have one thing in common. Both are the victims of what we call the principle of the path. Both are victims of the principle of the path. It's just that one knows the principle of the path and the other one doesn't. The prudent one, the wise one, understand he's on a road that leads to destruction. The wise one sees ahead. The wise one knows that the path that he or she is on is one that will eventually lead to some place. Again, seeing life in the broader context, in the broader perspective. So here is this concept of the path. The path. We've talked about it a little bit throughout this message series. But this is a concept, this is a word that's found all throughout the Proverbs. In fact, it's found 29 times. Almost every chapter of the Proverbs has a reference to what is called the path. Look at Proverbs 23:19 here. Here's the admonition. Listen, my son, and be wise and keep your heart on the right path. So in the Proverbs... The path is mentioned as a good path, as a straight path, as a crooked path, as a path to life, as a path to death, as the path of the righteous or the path of the wicked, as the path that leads to peace or the path that leads to justice, etc., so on. Many paths are mentioned. Now, this is the path principle, and this is what we've got to understand today. The path principle says this, direction not desire, determines our destination. Direction, not desire, determines our destination. It is the direction, it is the path that we are on that will determine our destination. 
It is not intention, folks. It is not desire. It is not where you want. It is not where you are that is most important. It is where you want to go that is most important. And the evaluation of where you are helps us to make better decisions in light of what our future hopes and desires are. So our, our direction is what determines ultimately where we will go. Yogi Berra, it was one of my favorite quotes of Yogi Berra. He used to say this. He would say, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> wherever you go, there you are. That's the principle of the path. Now, how many of you are uh, not very good with directions? See your hands. It's okay. You can admit this. We're a loving, accepting kind of church. If you're directionally challenged, I'm directionally challenged. I don't do well. I have to have, you know, I have to have some kind of visual. I can't audibly people tell me how to get certain places. I don't do real well. But if I have a, if I have a map and I've got the bearings and all that, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. There are some things that are true about people who are lost. First of all, you never get lost on purpose, do you? You never say, you know what, I'm going to take an hour and a half detour. And, you know, I'm going to wander around out here. You never get lost on purpose. You're lost before you know you're lost. Right? Often you've been lost for a while. And then all of a sudden it dawns on you, I'm lost. (laughs) Another thing that's true about those who are lost is that you end up not where you want, but you end up where the road takes you. Your intention was someplace totally different. Your desire was someplace totally different. Your plans were someplace totally different. But the road that you're on determines your destination. That's the principle of the path. And this is what that means for you and me. It means, first of all, understanding life. Life is not an event, per se. It is a path. You see, we can get over a bad decision. We can get over one bad event in our lives. But life tends to be determined not by one event, but instead by our habits. It's what we continually do. It is the paths that we walk that determine our destinations. Now, that's, that's good news as well as bad news, because some of you are saying, oh, I'm never going to arrive at the point that I want to get to because I'm on the wrong path. Yes, good. (laughs) That's what you need to understand. But some of you also need to understand that, hey, you know what? Right now, I'm on a path that will lead to a destination someday. And the good news is that right now, I'm making decisions that will eventually arrive me at a destination. And right now there's a lot of sacrifice. Right now there's a lot of discomfort. Right now there's a lot of inconvenience. But eventually I'm I'm sowing seeds that will reap a a benefit in the future because I will arrive at that destination sometime. Because why? Because I'm on the right path. So life is not an event. It is a path. It is not where you start that really matters. It's where you end up. It is a journey. It's not an event, it's a succession of events. And our decisions are like steps on that path that eventually lead to some place. So that's why your decisions today are very, very important with respect to the destinations that you want to arrive at. Secondly, what this means is that, therefore, our current place must be compared to our future hopes. 
See, what happens with us, there seems to be a disconnect between where we are and where we want to be. And we never connect the dots to the point where we can say, you know what, the truth is, if I'm speaking the truth to myself, if I'm courageous enough, the truth is, is that the decisions I'm making in the present are not leading to where I want to go in the future. So a very courageous person, a very honest person, a person says, listen, I'm going to evaluate where I am currently and I'm going to compare that to where I want to be in the future. And if those things don't match, then I've got some decisions to make that may look different than the decisions I'm making right now. Is where I am compared to where I want to be? What path I'm on? Because why? Because every path leads to a destination. And then third, what this means is that we should evaluate life not primarily by where it is, but by where it's moving. Again, life is not an event. You can get over a bad decision. And what I want to do is I want to evaluate my life not primarily just by where it is, but where I'm trying to be in the future. And if I can think about the end then I can have power now to make decisions in the present that will help me to arrive there. Now, here's the sobering question for you and for me. If I continue on my present course, where will I end up? Here's the deception. The deception is is that I can can continue on my current course. I can continue making the decisions that I'm making. And I will think that it will lead me to the good place eventually. The Bible says that's a simple person. That's a naive person. What did the Proverbs say? The simple just keep going. (laughs) They just keep going. And they eventually suffer for it. They eventually suffer for it. So, how do we walk the path? How do we walk the path? In other words, how do we tap into God's wisdom in such a way that we, in effect, go back to the future, that we are able to look ahead and and be protected from the harm that may befall us in the future? Well, let me give you four things as I conclude the message today. The first thing you need to do is that you need to look ahead. You and I need to look ahead. We need to look down the road. We need to evaluate life in the broader context. We need to connect the dots. That life is not just about the here and now, that it's about the then and there. And some of you have hopes and dreams and aspirations. You have those for your finances. You have those in your relationships. You have those in your parenting. You have those in your careers. You have those in all areas of life. And you assume that you're going to arrive at a certain point at some time. But are the decisions of your life right now matching where you want to go? So look ahead, first of all. Secondly, take action. This is what the Proverbs would encourage us to do. The prudent man sees danger ahead, and what does he do? Well, he hopes it just goes away. No, he takes refuge. He changes course. 
he's on a course that leads to destruction, and he changes course to a course where there's refuge. He changes paths. Eventually, you and I have to do something. We have to make changes. We have to have the courage to act. Because the truth is this, to not act is an act in itself. It really is. That's the principle of the path. To not act and to stay on the path is really a decision in and of itself. And that decision will eventually end in harm. And as the proverb says, we may suffer for it. So we have to take action. Next. We have to sacrifice. We have to make sacrifices. Now this is graduate level kinds of faith here. This is for mature audiences. Because most of us, most of us are not that great at making current sacrifices for future rewards. It's the here now that matters. It's what's comfortable now that matters. I was talking to a young guy earlier this week. He, he and I had lunch together. And I was so impressed with, uh, with his faith and his measure of maturity for, for being as young as he is. And he's married, they have a new baby. Uh, plans that they made for her to stay at home so she could be with the baby. And the baby was young and they had to make sacrifices months ago in order to save up, in order to financially be okay now. And currently they're making some of the same sacrifices and those sacrifices are not always understood by other people in their life. They're not always understood by their family members. They're not always understood by their friends. And by the way, there's a measure of embarrassment that has to go with courageous decisions many times. People around you don't understand or won't understand. In most cases, you won't be revered for the sacrifices that you will need to make. So I was impressed with this young guy and saying, boy, you know, I wish I had had my head on that straight when I was that age. And just to really try to encourage him and say, listen, I know that you don't see the whole picture. But as someone who's been down the road a few years, the decisions that you're making right now will pay a dividend in the long term. Keep it up. Keep it up. What we need to remember is that it wasn't raining when Noah began to build the ark, right? And remember the Bible talks about how people passed by him building this huge football and a half uh, field long ark boat and jeering and insulting him and mocking him and Noah just kept building the boat. Sacrifice. And then next... Stay focused. Stay focused. I think this is the principle that comes from this passage in Proverbs 23. Keep your heart on the right path. Why? Because with every path there comes diversions. With every path there comes detours. Keep your heart on the right path. With every path there comes temptations. There comes times, come times when you'd like to give up. But to stay focused, 
with your eyes, what, not on the current situation, but instead on the future destination. And you, you, according to the Bible, will be wise. Now, there are some applications for all of us of today's message. There really is. Some of you are making the tough, hard decisions this morning. Some of you are making the sacrifices. Some of you are, are uh, uh, finding the embarrassment of some of those decisions. Not everybody's understanding. Some of you are having the courage to make very tough decisions right now, but you know you're on the right path, and you know that those decisions are leading ultimately to a destination. May God's Word encourage you this morning to keep focused and to stay on that path, knowing that eventually... If we do not grow weary, as it says in Galatians 6, if we do not grow weary in doing good, at the right time, we will reap a harvest. Be encouraged. Remain strong. Some of you are looking today and you're thinking about the application of God's Word and you're saying, oh my, if I'm honest with myself, I'd have to say that my feet are on the wrong path. That my decisions are narrow-minded decisions. They're only within the context of right now rather than the context of the future. Then my decisions really make sense now, but they don't make sense in the long term. And God's Word encourages you to change paths. You need to set your feet on different paths. You need to take action. You need to find courage within yourself to say yes to the right things and to say no to the wrong things and to go a different direction. That's God's word to you. Some of you maybe this morning would say, you know what? Getting on the right path for me and my life and my finances and my career and my marriage and all these kinds of things. Getting on the right path in those areas means first and foremost, getting right with God. Some of you may have attended church before, maybe even for a long time. Maybe even said a prayer or two. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Going to church doesn't make you a believer. Going to McDonald's doesn't turn you into a hamburger. And some of you this morning, you would be honest and you'd say, you know what, I've been on a path that's been leading me away from God. And I want to get on the path that returns me to my Father in heaven who loves me and who sent his son to die for me. So for you this morning, what that would mean for you is to first and foremost, to get first things first, to get first things right, it would mean for you to put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior for you to ask Him to forgive you of your sins, for you to trust in His loving work and His death on the cross as He died to pay the punishment for your sin and to offer you a free place in heaven to make you right with God. Some of you need to come to faith in Christ. That's first and foremost. And then you're on the path toward wisdom, toward better decisions. This is what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to bow your head.